0: How's it going everybody and welcome back to the Dedicated Nation podcast. Today we will be covering rep schemes and the myths and truth around them. Joining me today is the wonderful John. Hello. And the alright Eric.
1: Meh, hi. (laughs) Uh,
0: But as always we like to start with a fun story time and we're going to talk about the wonderful experience we had at DH. The River Rumble. So, I know that Doing a powerlifting meet is one of the most exciting things you can do, and it just makes you want to do a thousand more. But for these gentlemen who hasn't been to as many powerlifting meets as I have, let's hear about your experience. What did you think of it,
2: John? Well, I think Eric is immediately insulted because he actually used to powerlift all the time, Um, and he powerlifted with small children and puppies and pretty much anyone you think of. Plants. Me, however, I have not done an actual powerlifting event before. I have done uh, a couple of little... Fun events um, back in the day, uh, but never with rules and standards. So it was, uh, it was interesting, very interesting. There was uh, some strongage going on. There was a uh, many, many chaps with the the weights going up and down. I personally am not a fan of the rules um, because I'm a rebel, <laughs> and uh, it's it seemed like there was a lot of rules that didn't really make sense to me as far as like actual strength like which ones well uh like the commands and uh Mm. basically like it's so i I, the one i didn't like the most was i didn't like that you had to pick your weights first and if you screwed up on your weights you couldn't go down or or change them uh i feel like just because you were not smart enough to know which weights to pick doesn't mean you're less strong you know you you could just be nervous right right
0: i i completely agree to that i think um I think the reason there is so many rules and like small little tweaks and regulations and stuff like that, I think it's just because they were trying to find a way to make it like a sport and like sports needs rules and stuff. Right. So there has to be some kind of guidelines. So I think it's one of those things where it's like they only have those in place to make it like a legit sport. Because if it was just show up, lift something heavy, then it, I don't know, maybe it just wouldn't feel like a sport. I don't It'd I'm, be too much fun. I mean, yeah, it'd be too much fun. But it would be strongman. <laughs> strong man there is no rules you just pick that crap up <laughs> fair enough fair enough that i don't know if that's true or not that's just like what i'm i think uh since i found out you used to do powerlifting a lot what was your take on it
1: so you're gonna find different rules and different commands and guidelines every federation is different every group i guess it does it's all different um so it really depends on who you're lifting with and stuff like that the biggest thing that i liked is just it brings everyone together if you think about it we had a lot of our athletes that were in this meet and we train together daily. We we hang out daily, all that stuff, and watching the, you know, the camaraderie of who's going to win, who's going to do better. But at the same time, everyone's screaming for everyone throughout the whole day. It's it's a rush. It's this is my, I didn't compete, but this was my one, two, three, fourth, fourth one to go to this year, fourth or fifth, I can't remember. And they're always a blast. So if you missed it, you should be here next year.
0: One hundred percent. We already slotted for August sixth of next year, the first. Saturday of August will be River Rumble forever. I hope, uh, but like you said, it's the the thing I love about powerlifting is it doesn't matter if you're up there competing or you're in the stands or what you're doing. Everyone wants you succeed, even if you're competing against someone. The whole time you're just rooting them on because you want them to get the lift just as much as they do. Like it's one of the only sports I've ever seen where your competitors. Are still your friends? You still want to mm-hmm. see them succeed because you really do go into it most of the time with a sense of I want to do my best, and what everyone else does is cool. Uh, so it's not it's not like a a football game when you go into the football game like you don't want to see the opposite team succeed. You want them to drop the ball here. You don't want to see anyone fail.
2: Yeah, there's not really a winner and a loser.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you win by competing. Like if you do it, you win. <laughs> uh, and I just love that about that sport one of my favorite things. Um, I think that's something that even like bodybuilding doesn't really relate to because I mean, yes, you can be like, you can be impressed by someone else's physique, but when you're on stage, like.
2: Yeah, you're not rooting for them to win. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're still, you're still this direct competition. You're Mm -hmm. up there with other people. It's not.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's still a great sport, still very motivating and I do like bodybuilding, but I think that's like the main difference between the two for me is just.
2: Yeah, I think powerlifting is much more fun. Definitely more fun and like.
0: More community, yeah, almost. Community. I mean, I, I honestly, I feel like that's all powerlifting is—just is one big community. I guess CrossFit's that way too. Yeah, um, they mean,
1: both you are. You
2: mean speed, speed powerlifting, speed powerlifting, speed,
1: um, professional fitness. Um, <laughs> it's, what do they call it? Professional workout person. Um, yeah, it's it's the community aspect of it. It's great. Um, I came from that side to this side, and I love it. It's, it's very similar. It's a little bit less. I don't want to say less attitude with powerlifting like I said, everyone supports everyone, but it's fun to watch your friend pick up 700 pounds mm-hmm. and, then yell at, last. Yeah, and then yell at you when you're picking up 500 pounds. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's fun.
0: Yep. That's also something really cool about it is no matter where you're at, like if you're lifting 500 or if you're lifting 135, you get about the same amount of like cheering, same amount of yep. praise. Like whatever you're doing is your best and is amazing, but. But on that same scheme, uh, I know a lot of powerlifters out there are firm believers that you can only do low rep, heavy weight. um, And then there's some that believe you just need high rep all the time. Uh, So that's what today's whole conversation is going to be about. We're going to talk about the difference between high rep and low rep. And rather, you do just need one or the other or a mixture of both. Um, I've been a big advocate for this, needing both of them. Uh, for a long time now, but I'm going to let Eric take the floor talking about them low reps and the benefits of them.
1: Low reps. So there's a science behind it. Many people don't realize this, but heavier weights, lower reps is good for muscle building, not necessarily endurance or hypotrophy. I can never say that word or anything like (laughs) that. (laughs) Um, When we're getting ourselves longer break time, we're picking up bigger weights. We're focusing on breaking down those muscle fibers even harder so once we're repairing we're building that strength it's like we used the bridge analogy a couple weeks ago um so I, it's not really that hard to go over i mean mm-hmm. the biggest thing is is you know with uh, john's going to talk about the endurance aspect of it in the longer the the higher upside but with with lower the biggest thing is just we're focused on that building that strength as opposed to just the size aspect, you know, like you, you're going to see these little guys that you think, oh, they're little and they're going to go deadlift. Like that's what they'll list 600 pounds because he's got good muscle strength mm-hmm. um, over that that size. So when using those lower reps, giving yourself a better break, uh, better break in between longer rest and stuff like that, we're really focused on that muscle building aspect. So we get all that energy and all that recovery into growing our strength as opposed to size and what we look like and stuff like that which is yeah. really
2: funny because a lot of people think it's the other way. Yes. Right, like yeah. People assume that uh the heavier weight is what's growing the size, but it's not really. And that's mm-hmm. why you will find a lot of like freaks of nature where they're just incredibly strong but mm-hmm. not really that big. It's yep. because of that that type of lifting. And
0: it gives you a really solid foundation because you can have um like a bigger muscle does have more potential to be stronger. That is true. But you can have smaller muscles That are actually stronger because you've trained them that way and you have a good solid foundation like a a strong muscle will be dense and hard um, versus like some people who have larger muscles, but they're kind of soft to the touch. Uh, They don't have as much fibers like actual muscle fibers that have been recruited with the heavy lifts as you would if you just focus on hypertrophy. Um, But... That's not to say that you don't need a mixture of both, and we're going
2: to have John talk about some of the fun stuff that he's been doing with high reps. Yeah, you definitely need a mixture of both, because like Josh just said, the density and the actual strength, you still want that. Uh, You didn't grow the size as well, and then make those muscles just as dense. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally have been really enjoying doing uh, 100-rep workouts, where I'll do, and to be honest, what I'll usually start with, or I'll go back and forth from, is doing... Uh, my uh, my lower weight regular style four sets for one exercise and then I'll split it up and the next exercise I do I'll do 100 reps but just one set and uh, what I'll do is typically I will get three to five seconds of break once I can't do anymore I'll go completely to failure which usually to have the right amount of weight it's around 30 reps I found once I get to 30 reps and can't move at all I'll sit the weight down for like three to five seconds and then push out five or 10 more and until I can't, and then I'll do the same thing until I get to a hundred. So it's not really sets because you don't have enough time to actually rest. Uh, but it burns the heck out of you. Um, but that's, that's again, that's, that's where you're going to get more sizes from, from filling up those muscles and, uh um, the high rate, they like it's it's such a big big misconception that the the whole thing is all about the heavy weight, and it's it's really not um, as far as size and shape. So yeah,
0: yeah, one hundred percent, and that's that's why I've always preached that you need a good mixture of the two. You need your heavy weight to build that strength, and it gives you the capacity to lift more because progressive level overload. Progressive overload is one of the most key functions of actually building muscle so if you can lift even whenever you're doing high reps you can lift a little bit heavier because you've done your strength training and your lower rep stuff it's going to actually help you and plus stimulus in general like your body adapts to the stimulus you give it so if you're constantly doing uh, low reps you will get stronger but you won't notice as much growth that you're trying to get because you're not giving the body the stimulus the high reps to actually build that muscle as it gets stronger So going through different cycles of things is always important. For example, if you've done low reps for a long time, try throwing in a cycle of high reps and watch how you magically just blow up out of nowhere. I think a lot of bodybuilders found this out not too long ago during the whole 25, was it like 25 squats or something? Like they were, uh, a bunch of bodybuilders came out and they said that they stopped doing high high weight and started only doing 25 reps of squats for legs. And stuff like that, which was unheard of because everyone just did heavy weight for legs. Yeah,
2: um, But that's old school how they used to do it anyway. The like, high reps. Yeah, yeah. Like way back in the day, that's that's the only way they trained legs was mm-hmm. high rep. Legs especially.
0: Yeah, and legs respond typically really well to high rep. Um, and if you're into bodybuilding, I won't get into this too much, but typically you want to do more of the isolated movements because you don't want everything to grow. You're just trying to yeah. grow um to give yourself an hourglass shape, but that's an art form and something completely different. We'll talk about it in a future one, but um, you do really need to incorporate both to get a well-balanced and uh, muscular physique and one that can actually like withstand heavy loads because heavy loads also help your bone structure too. Mm -hmm. So that's also very important. We don't want brittle bones. (laughs) No, sir. They break easy. They do break easy. (laughs) But there you have it. So whoever tells you you need low rep, they're right. Whoever says that you need high rep, they are also right. Get a mixture of both, mix it up, and make sure you're just staying committed to whatever program it is you're following because that's how you get results. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to see more, make sure you hit the subscribe button and we'll be posting a video and podcast up as frequently as possible. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, please go to the dedicated community group. We'll answer any of them there and maybe even have it on a future podcast. But until next time, stay dedicated.